certain type of people move here. It's like a lot of people that are here for a reason. They come here to hustle for their dream or for just like something they put a lot, they have a lot of passion in. And I love being around people that have a lot of passion for something. Welcome back to NYC Local Guides. I am your host, Jennifer O'Brien, and I interview New Yorkers from creatives to CEOs and everyone in between. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. If you've ever wondered what it takes to be a New Yorker or just want to hear some crazy stories, keep listening. This is a Brooklyn bound two express train. The next stop is. When the world, and New York City especially, is socially distancing to prevent the spread of COVID-19, I am so happy to lighten the mood with this modern love story in the middle of a quarantine. Today I'm interviewing a super talented photographer, my friend and fellow Brooklynite, Jeremy Cohen, who just went pretty freaking viral because of a TikTok asking a girl out on a social distancing date. He flew his drone over to her rooftop with his number on it. Their first date was over microwavable meals on FaceTime, on his balcony and her roof, And then their third date was the closest they've ever been as they were taking a walk while he was in a bubble. I cannot wait to see how this unfolds. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes. Let's start by learning more about you. So do you consider yourself a New Yorker? I do, but I can't take the title yet because I haven't hit my 10 years, but September will mark 10 years in New York and then I'll consider myself officially a New Yorker. But That's without amazing. that, with, with, that'll, uh, that'll give me like the verified check, verified New Yorker check. Yeah, you don't really, you really don't need 10 years. In my opinion, I think that you can be a New Yorker much sooner than that. Um, so yeah, what do you think counts as a New Yorker other than the 10 years? Are there any experiences that you feel like make you officially a New Yorker? Yeah, so there was a distinct moment where I felt like I became a New Yorker. It was, I think, my fourth year. And I moved, I actually got evicted out of my Manhattan apartment because it wasn't even our fault. We, I guess we had some friends over once and like there's too many footsteps and then, or whenever we had friends over, there's too many footsteps and the guy below us kept complaining. And then one day we just got a letter in the mail that we got evicted. So I was 19 or maybe 20 at the time, 19 or 20. And uh, I had to find a new apartment in 10 days. So I moved to Brooklyn moved into this apartment with eight other people and two pit bulls, all different ages. It really made me grew up, but there was one distinct moment that made me a New Yorker, which I feel like, and it was when, you know, I'm not a confrontational person. I just like being as nice as possible, you know, and sometimes I need to stand up for myself though. And this was a moment where I needed to stand up for myself in front of one of my roommates. He was being a jerk and I was just trying not to get in his face and he, he was actually yelling at me for not being confrontational enough. And then finally, I just like, you know, I snapped back at him a little bit. And I just told him how I fe- felt. And he looked at me. And he's like, that's what I wanted. And I was like, and I was so heated in that moment. And then, and then I started breathing. And I was like, wow, okay. Uh, I think that was the moment I became a New Yorker. <laughs> That is a great moment. I love that it had to take you to like be confrontational. And he was like testing you. <laughs> yeah. And now like, you know, I think there's... There, it's a balance you could you could still be a very nice person and but there's moments where you just got to stick up for yourself and just say how you feel you know um not in a physical way or anything per se just you know just be able to own it and say how you feel I love that that is such a good stereotype that's such a funny interesting stereotype that yeah yeah. that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened in Pennsylvania so I'm glad that happened in New York and it was that moment that I was became a New Yorker (laughs) and when so wait when did you move was it for college 
Yeah, so I went to school at School of Visual Arts on 23rd Street, SVA represent. I graduated in 2014, met a lot of amazing people there, got a lot of great connections there. And yeah, it was great. It was also great that it was in New York City, best city in the world. I agree. And then, um, so your about page says only a couple lines. It says your email, your education, and it says lives and works in Brooklyn. Why is that? Why is that the only line? And what does it mean to live in Brooklyn? Oh, on my website? Yeah. Ooh, I haven't checked that in a while. Yeah, so <laughs> it says lives and works in Brooklyn. It also has your social security number, but... <laughs> wow, you just scared me for a second. <laughs> Sometimes I sleepwalk, sleep type, you know? Maybe I it just could happen. That. Yeah, so I, I live and work in Brooklyn. I, first of all, it's a fact. Second of all, I just think it sounds cool. Uh, but I, <laughs> I also travel a lot for work, so I'm just based here, but... Yeah, you know, wherever wherever the photography takes me, wherever I can tell stories about other people, I'll bring my camera and tell those stories. Yeah, and so what? So I also love Brooklyn. Like, why do you identify with Brooklyn? And and you currently live there. Like, what what is it about Brooklyn that makes it so special? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I'm I'm so happy living here. It's it's outside of Manhattan and it has more of a neighborhood feel, but it's I could still get around everywhere. Like I love being able to get around everywhere by bike or by skateboard or just by wheels in general, that isn't like a subway or a car. So um, just, and there's so many just different bars and restaurants close by and really nice people. And um, there's just so much to do here and so much culture. Just, it's like everyone, you know, there's different neighborhoods have totally different vibes everywhere in Brooklyn and everything's so close. I don't know. Also, it's like one of the biggest, cities in the world is it one of the biggest yeah. boroughs it's yeah, the so. fourth most populous city if it was still a city um outside of new york city and like right. the others so yeah it's pretty huge yeah also i'm close to lga and jfk airports so depending on which has cheaper flights i could go to either i'm in between two different train lines so but i could also bike into the city pretty easily if i need to so i'm really happy where i'm at honestly I just i can't imagine myself living anywhere else but at the end of the day it's the people that matter there's just so many you know there certain type of people move here. It's like a lot of people that are here for a reason. They come here to hustle for their dream or for just like something they put a lot, they have a lot of passion in. And I love being around people that have a lot of passion for something. I totally agree with that. And Work hard, me- hard. yeah, exactly. So a lot of people who, you know, especially are in Brooklyn are creatives. And do you feel like it's, could you have been as successful a creative and photographer if you weren't here in New York? Yeah, it's tough to say. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, location is key because one, because this is the photo capital of the world. So there, there's more competition here, but there's also more opportunity. And there's a huge, huge community of photographers, creatives, so many people to connect with, collaborate, learn from, you know, it's just like, we gotta, we're all here for you. We got to look out for each other and help each other. And this is a great place for it. If you're in another place where there's not as many photographers or creative community, then it's, it's just harder to grow and have your, have your everyone else around you grow yeah i think there's so many great networking opportunities or so many events like it's just you, you can't go wrong with new york um and so your your mom also is a storyteller can you tell me how she inspired you yeah so i'm glad you asked because I, I love sharing the story of my mom because she's the reason i'm the person i am today and how i could be an artist she inspired me to get into art as an artist herself she's a storyteller she also paints, but she doesn't. She hasn't done it in a while. But she's an amazing painter, uh, motivational speaker, and stage four cancer survivor. So that alone, like her surviving cancer, gave my whole family a different outlook on life. Uh, 
of just optimism. Every day is a blessing, you know? So we gotta, we gotta make the most of it. And yeah. And she also taught me the love for storytelling. I love meeting people and telling their stories. Everyone has a story to tell. I agree. And so how do you stand out as a storyteller and photographer here in New York? Uh, how do I stand out? I mean, I'm just, I'm just being myself. I guess anyone can really stand out if you just stay true to yourself and, uh, tell the stories you want to tell and just, yeah, if you just do it in your own way, what naturally comes to you, that's what makes you unique. So just own it and don't try to be anyone else. Absolutely. So your, your totally creative idea of asking a girl out on a via drone, um, is totally one way that you stood out. And so tell me, how did you come up with this idea when walk me through that process? Yeah. So it's funny. My friend, one of my best friends and creative partners, Sam Morrison, he's Sam the Cobra on Instagram. We, uh, ever since TikTok came out, we've been like, we'll just call it, he lives in Amsterdam now. We'll just call each other, bounce ideas back and forth of just stuff to do or even just photo projects, not necessarily TikTok. And like one of the, one of the ideas that he actually pitched to me was to like use my drone to like connect with someone during the quarantine. And I didn't think much of it. And then like whatever, a couple days, a week later, whatever it was, uh, <laughs> I met Tori, well, I saw Tori across the roof and that's, that's when the idea clicked back in my mind. I was like, wow, I could do this right now. So I'm so glad you did. It's such a fun story. I think we're all looking for some good news right now. Yeah. And what did you think when her phone died and she didn't text you back immediately? Yeah. I, would, I, I honestly thought that she was going to text me back. She didn't text me back for a little bit. I thought like me, you know, if you get someone's number, you don't text them right away. So that's what I was thinking of. So I, I was a little nervous. Yeah. But also I felt like it was going to happen. Plus we were like exchanging smiles and stuff. We had this energy between us. I knew she was, I just felt like it would have been weird if she didn't text me. That's awesome. I'm good. I think the energy as well. I think you guys can see each other across the roof. That's awesome that you're like smiling. Good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did you coordinate with her roommate? Like the 30 minutes earlier for the second dinner date? Yeah. So I got her, I, I asked Tori, I'm like, Hey Tori, can I get your roommate's number? I want to, <laughs> I want to do something for her date. So Tori knew I was surprising her. But she didn't know what it was. So I coordinated with her roommate, Katie. And Katie went to the grocery store down the street, picked up the certain dinner items and a nice bottle of wine and a nice little tablecloth. Well, the tapestry, I'm not, just, I wanted it to look nice. And yeah, shout out to Katie. She helped set it up. And I told Tori to come to the roof at like five o'clock. And we met, I was on my balcony right here where I'm looking. And she was on her roof right over here where I'm looking. And we enjoyed dinner from roof to, or from balcony to roof while we FaceTimed on her phones. So. so fun. So romantic. Oh my goodness. Um, so what will be your fourth date? Uh, your, well, your fourth video and your third date. Can you tell us maybe even some ideas that didn't make the cut? Yeah, there's a couple ideas right now. I don't know. I'm tinkering with, I'm tinkering with a couple. It's just like so difficult because I'm trying to be responsible of the social distancing, but I also want to do something special. So I don't know yet. I need to think of something. And I know there's something there and I have a couple ideas, but nothing's really sticking yet. So. Okay. Can't wait to see. Yeah. Um, and then where did you get the bubble? Yeah. So the story with the bubble <laughs> is I bought it before I met Tori. Like a couple no days before. Yeah. So I just wanted to get this bubble and I couldn't find it anywhere online. And then my friend Pablo Rochat posted it on his Instagram online on his uh, IG story as a joke, I think. And I took it seriously and I saw that he posted it and I looked, I looked it on eBay and it was an actual thing and I bought it and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. And then it came in the mail like the day of our first date. 
I was like, wow, this will be perfect for the second date. I so. love it. I'm so glad that worked out. Oh, yeah. So fun. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so how often do you guys talk in between TikTok videos? In between TikTok videos? We <laughs> talk every day. We literally talk every day, FaceTime most days. I mean, a lot of it, we've been doing a lot of interviews because it went so viral. So a lot of it's like coordinating interviews and other stuff, but also, we, you know, we flirt a little bit too. So it's, it's definitely an interesting relationship we have going on. <laughs> That's so funny. And um, did you expect it to go as viral as it has gone? No. <laughs> How is anyone supposed to expect this? It's like the story in the news right now. Yeah, it's amazing. I think I saw somewhere on your Insta story that like now it's picked up by French news. Yeah. Wow. Like it's, it's gone beyond even this country. It's, it's huge. Um, so from pods in like Netflix's show, Love is Blind, to your situation, what do you think the future of dating looks like now? Future of dating is exciting right now, I think. Uh, now there's no, you know, going on a date with someone in person, there's so much pressure to get, you know, to be physical on the first day, the physical interaction. I mean, any especially women, women more so can even like, you know, I, I, I actually don't know. I think it's more pressured for women than men, I would say. Um, but it's so nice to actually get to know someone without that pressure. You could FaceTime them, you could talk to them, you know, it's like you actually get to know a person before you get to that point. And so I, th I think that's really nice. I agree. <laughs> so many sirens. Um, so, okay. So, so many sirens. It's so bad. I like, ugh. Yeah. Um, I'm right here near the hospital too. So if all goes well, what would your wedding look like? Please tell me, will, will there be drones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I need to hire a really good drone operator that can, yeah. And I think maybe, you know, our wedding invitations, maybe they would all be drones with numbers on it. With also, oh. It would be like drone slash bubble themed, I'm thinking. Yes. Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, so if you, well, let's go back in time, your first week in quarantine, before you made your first video, what was it like to, you know, be alone and like, talk me through that. Uh, so my first week in quarantine. So at first my roommate Tucker, my brand new roommate, who's a great guy. Uh, I haven't met him before he moved in, but we click right away. He's so chill. Uh, but he actually went home with uh, his family. He went, he, he rented a car and drove back to Minnesota be with his family because you know New York is scary right now so I don't blame him so I've been alone I I think I, I started being alone like I, I don't know for sure but I think it was like two days before I met Tori maybe maybe not not 100% sure but yeah we were together quarantined for like three or four days and then since then I've been alone <laughs> yeah I also had like five days alone in Brooklyn quarantine and I was just like going crazy because I'm an extrovert <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm not good at this <laughs> I'm learning still yeah. um but yeah so and also do you have any tips for finding roommates and, and finding apartments in New York City hmm, finding roommates and finding apartments yeah I'd say it's not always a great idea to live with your best friends. It actually worked out for me. I used before this roommate Tucker, I used to live with one of my best friends and we were great roommates, but you know, and sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't, you know, uh, I think, hmm, what's a good tip. I think that it's good to live with a roommate or roommates regardless one. Cause like living alone is super expensive unnecessarily. And two, 
I think it's good to have some people around you. You just have to have like be on the same page of if you guys need more space or not, or, you know, I think the best tip I could be is if you're living with a new roommate, set the rules of, and like let the other person know what you like and what you don't like, how you like to live, how you don't like to live. Uh, and the rules of the apartment, you got to set it from day one. Cause after day one, it's like, it's really hard to change things. You just gotta, you know, say how you feel before you become roommates and it's valid. That's really great advice. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm very clean. I like, I like having a very clean apartment, like sometimes unnecessarily clean. Uh, and I, I liked, I, I was very clear about that before, you know, getting a new roommate for this last month. And, and he appreciated that. And he's also extremely clean. So we get along very well in that aspect. Also, we're just like, we're, we're very chill. So. Awesome. That's so great. Shout out Tucker. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So getting back to you and Tori. So, um, so what do you guys both have in common? What don't you have in common? Yeah. So we both like sports. She's a Rangers fan. I am, I I don't watch too much hockey, but I, I shoot for the Rangers sometimes. I shoot for MSG. So, you know, I'm pretty familiar with the Rangers, which is cool. Uh, we're both, I mean, we both have a lot of like qualities that are very similar. We're both very chill. And like, I think the biggest common denominator between us is we're both optimists. We're, we're both very positive people. So we get along on that a lot. We just have a optimistic outlook on life. Uh, let's see, what else do we have in common? I mean, we both live in Bushwick in a great part of the neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, we're both not picky eaters. That's important. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we have some other stuff in common too. Cool. Um, and then do you guys have anything that like you feel like you don't have in common? Uh, we are four years apart, maybe five. I mean, she's turning 24 and like she's an Aries. So she's turning 24 in like two weeks or something. And I'm 28. So yeah, we're like four and a half years apart. So I'm a Virgo. I turned 29 in September. Exciting. <laughs> um, so how does age like impact dating? How does age impact dating? Yeah. I mean, I don't date much to be honest, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel too weird considering we're both like grown ups. She has a real job. I have kind of a real job. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love my career job. Yeah, no, we just have totally different jobs, but, uh, but yeah, uh, seems pretty normal. I, I don't think about us having an age difference. We feel, it feels like we're the same age to me. So she, yeah, I, I think it's so close that it, it really is hard to tell in that age group. Age yeah. group. They say, you know, they say uh, you should, it's too young or too old. You got it. Whoever's older, if you cut your age in half and then add seven, anything younger than that. So 28 and a half, 14 plus seven. So 21 is the youngest I could date. That would be okay. So, that makes sense. <laughs> and she's 24. So cool. Um, and so what do you think about single life in New York city? You mentioned in your video that like flirting is like normally daunting. Right. So how did you sort of think, like, I think the main thing about flirting being daunting specifically when I said that I meant like online flirting, online dating. So as someone who's short, I'm only five foot four. I get really, I, you know, I get anxiety on dating apps. I don't want to, I feel if I'm, if I'm talking to someone for a little bit, it's like, I don't want to tell them my height, but I know it could be a big thing once you meet in person and you're like, Oh, you're like, actually, sh- you might, you're shorter than me. So, or same height. I don't know. So I want to be like 
in dating apps, like I want to be transparent about that, but it's also weird to be transparent about that. Cause it's like, Oh, what do you think? I think height's a big deal. So anyway, I like, it's just daunting in that way for me. So you are now a TikTok pro. Do you have any advice for people who are starting out on TikTok or how to, you know, how to stand out on TikTok? Absolutely. So I had to kind of flip the script of what I'm used to creating on Instagram and other apps uh, for TikTok. I spent some time studying it a little bit, just seeing what works on the app, what people are posting. And then from there, I kind of found, I took my style and kind of morphed it into like the TikTok formula. And I've been having so much fun doing it. It's just storytelling in a totally different way. So I went back for a lot of my videos. What I did is I went back in my IG stories, which I had like a lot of videos from certain things that happened that I just posted in my IG story and did nothing with them. And then I took those videos and retold the story in a different format on TikTok where I use a voiceover. And I find it so much more interesting and plus, and, and people on TikTok do too. And what I love about TikTok too, is it doesn't matter how many followers you are. If you make something that's really good, there's a good chance that it'll get seen by a lot of people because of their uh, algorithm. It's crazy. So I highly recommend any creator to get on TikTok and it's a huge misconception that it's all 14 year olds dancing, et cetera. It's, there's so many different genres of creatives on there and it also inspires creativity. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's so much fun and it's just, it, it is more accessible to everyone to anyone can be successful with a good story. Absolutely. Um, do you have any other tips about like hashtags or? Yeah, I'm also, I'm still figuring it out, but yeah. what I do for hashtags, I just use compared to Instagram. I don't use any hashtags but on TikTok. I use as many hashtags that'll fit in the caption. Yeah. So I kind of just like write in words, like if it's a creative video, I write creative and then like a bunch of hashtags will pop up under creative. And then there's like trending hashtags. So if any of those trending hashtags um, kind of fit with my video, I'll use one of them. Yeah. I heard that. And I'm not sure if this is a hundred percent true, but I heard from some TikTok video about TikTok that hashtags on TikTok are more are less about discovery like it is on Instagram. And it's more about how the algorithm knows how to test that video on other people who've already liked that type of video. And that will then serve it to those people to test out. Yeah. Later on to see, okay, if it does well on this small test group, then we share it to more people. And then yes. that's how it happens. Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm like fascinated by TikTok, still trying to figure it out, but I don't have any good, like that story about the drone. You just like nailed it. <laughs> I love it. So any other last words um, before we sign off uh, of like hope and inspiration as people uh, are stuck? I'd say just now more than, sorry, I cut you off a little bit. You're I just fine. got the gist of your question, but okay. I would say, uh, yeah, just now is a better time than ever to be kind to each other. We need it more than ever and it's free. And it feels good for you and it feels good for the other person. So be kind to another. So beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. This has been such a good interview. And then Jeremy, where do we find you and follow you? So you find, I have different handles on everything slightly. <laughs> so on Instagram, I'm at germ Cohen. At Twitter, I'm at germ underscore Cohen. And on TikTok, I'm just Jeremy Cohen. Okay. We got to We got to get some uh, <laughs> representatives and people to help you out there. <laughs> help. help me. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast for more NYC resources like eBooks and videos. Visit nyclocalguides.com. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Thank you.